Welcome to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to continue this series on cheating scandals and talk about one of the biggest couples of adolescent time, as I should say, with Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart and how she had an affair with a married man. Now, this really fits the younger demographic. This would be the millennial demographic for sure. Twilight, the books, Stephanie Meyer's books, and then they were adapted to movies in the late, not early teens. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think there were five movies that were made. And I do remember distinctly because, you know, in 2008, I was uh, 34. So this is way, way past my uh, my demo, so to speak. But I used to subscribe to Entertainment Weekly going back to like the mid-90s. And I remember the cover. I distinctly remember the cover of Entertainment Weekly when they announced the casting who was going to play Bella Thorne and Edward. And I I vaguely knew Kristen Stewart because of her work on Panic Room, even though she looks like a boy in that movie. And certainly, I would recommend that you scroll down and catch the episode I did on The Emperor Has No Clothes on Kristen Stewart because I don't think she's that talented. And I do mention uh, fleetingly the cheating scandal here, but we're really going to flesh it out. So I did not really know him at all. And Jacob Lautner, funny, what, what happened to that guy? You know, it's, it's so strange when you see the Team Edward versus Team Jacob thing. And you just look at them. Even when they were all very young, I'm like, look, I know they... Got Jacob Lautner all chiseled, but come on. Nobody could say that, no offense to Taylor Lautner, that he doesn't, he's not as handsome as Robert Pattinson, nor would he ever be. But I think a lot of it was what people would kind of project into the characters of Edward and Jacob more than just looking at their outward appearance. So I do remember that cover, and I knew nothing about Twilight. So either way, so the movie comes out, and of course it's a phenomenon. that it, It's humongous. And at the time, while filming, Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson started to date. And they dated for pretty much the length of the time that the movies were done. They were doing most of these movies around the Vancouver area. And I distinctly remember going to Vancouver this must have been 2010, summer 2010, and I do remember that they were filming one of the the Twilight movies. Probably it was one of the maybe it was uh, one of the, the final ones during that time. And I remember driving by the hotel where the cast was staying, and it's just paparazzi everywhere. And we'll talk about this later on how how both Pattinson and Stewart certainly Stewart, Stewart has mentioned how difficult it was to date during that climate, and it's understandably so. This. Twilight has a rabid, or at least had at the time, a rabid fan base based on the books, but also based on all these these kids at the time watching it who were projecting onto that character of Bella and Edward. And when you look at Twilight, it's, it's the classic Harlequin novel. It has so many tropes of the Harlequin novel. The virginal, beautiful girl who doesn't know that she's beautiful. Then you got the... 
the, 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 the guy who is dangerous but has a noble heart, but at the same time is dangerous and edgy and, of course, very handsome. And then there's the allure of we can't be together, we can't be together. And in this case, of course, the, 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 the thing that makes me laugh so hard is like in in real world, if we were to put this in the real world, at the end of, of the first movie, she's like, I want to become a vampire. I want to be like you. I'm like, girl, you've known this guy how long? The school year, what, you're a junior? You're at your junior prom? I want to become a vampire when I turn 18. Like, what? What? Like your parents. And imagine when you, when you drop that joke. Hey, I met a vampire, and I, even though my frontal lobe isn't fully developed until I'm 25, I'm going to make this decision that's going to change my life forever. I want to become a vampire. You're 17. You don't know anything. Either way, luckily, we don't have to worry about vampires. So when it comes to the movies, I find the first one to be the best made. I think that's Catherine Hardwick's movie. And I think, not because I think it's better because it has a female perspective, so to speak, where the other ones don't. I just think it's a better movie. Uh it's got Anna Kendrick in a very small role, thank God, because Anna Kendrick, if you go back to episode 20, I talk about how her and Jesse Eisenberg are kind of cut from the same cloth, the fast-talking, annoying, neurotic characters. And uh, the movies, when I watch them, I just find them to be funny. I just find them to be funny because I think the movies are just so bad. They're just so bad. Like, I can watch South Park or Team America World Police, one of the movies I love, and watch it and just laugh because South Park is funny. It's a satire. It's truly a satire. And Team America is a satire as well. But it's not intent. Those are intentionally funny. Twilight is not intentionally trying to be funny. You just laugh at some scenes because they're just the way they're filmed makes you laugh. There's that scene in the first film where they're playing baseball and then the bad vampires come. And there's that scene where they're once they figure out that, that Bella is a human... They're all crouching and going, <laughs> and you have the bad ones on the left and the good guys that call on the right. <laughs> it's just so bad. And then later on, which is the bad CGI with the wolves and Jacob just being the total sin. I will make you fall in love with me. It's just so stupid. And she's riding the motorcycle. She sees a little image of, of Jacob, or I'm sorry, of Edward. It's just guy. Look, it's entertaining, and I know women in my life that love this stuff. And when I when I talk about how bad Twilight is, they literally get angry because they watch this stuff at a very pivotal time in their life. But either way, so they were dating during this time. And what happened was, not surprisingly, Kristen Stewart's career started going up. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why he did the movie or why she did the movie. Both of them did the movie is because they wanted to elevate their career now because they thought the content was that amazing. Well, as I drink my tea. In, in the summer of 2010, Kristen Stewart was photographed kissing the director of Snow White and the Huntsman. Now, this movie was directed by Rupert Sanders, so that's who she was kissing. And it stars... Charlize Theron as the queen, and she is Snow White, and Chris Hemsworth is the is the huntsman. And I remember watching this movie and thinking that the only good, let's take a break. I wanted to let you know about some of the other feeds here at the Eclectico Gregorio. The oldest one we have is The Awakened Man, which mostly deals with holistic health, medical cover-ups, ways to biohack your life, to ensure longer longevity, medical conspiracies, and naturopathic stuff. 
We also have, and that there's probably about 400, 500 episodes over there. We started that one back in 2017, 2016, I believe. We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which originally started as an essential oils feed. And there's about 100 episodes on essential oils, particular essential oils like rose and lavender and sandalwood and so forth. And then later I morphed it into more topics that are regarded for female health, female specific. We've had that feed also since 2016. And then lastly, we have Confessions of an Obese Child, which deals with my childhood obesity and trauma that came from it. So it's a great feed for those who dealt with childhood trauma that led you to have addictions to alcohol or food. And I interviewed several people and what it was like to grow up overweight and all the difficulties of losing the weight and then keeping it off and trying to metamorphosize into a regular weighted person. So check out those feeds at the Eclectical Gregory on Apple or Spotify. I remember thinking the only thing good coming out of this movie was Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron was over the top as a queen. And, and the movie's not good. The movie's not good. And again, the thing about Kristen Stewart is she comes off too masculine to pull off the role of Snow White. Snow White is the epitome of femininity. And Kristen Stewart, I, I don't know if it's because she's bisexual or just kind of she doesn't have the most feminine face necessarily, just didn't pull it off. She just was not a good Snow White, partly also because her acting is one dimensional. But the movie didn't do that well. So she's caught kissing the director. The director, Rupert Sanders, as I mentioned, was married and had children. And it was a big scandal, partly because, you know, Robert Pattinson and Stewart were the it couple at the time. This is near the end of the Twilight run, but very well known. And anytime there's a cheating scandal, of course, the paparazzi loves it. I I think the peak of this would be Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, and Jennifer Aniston. So what happened was Sanders was caught. He issues a public apology Stewart issues a public apology and Pattinson and Stewart broke up. This is the summer of 2012, but then they reconciled a few months later in October of 2012, but then they eventually broke up in May of 2013. It's hard to overcome an affair. She has attested to this day that she only kissed him. And we'll talk about some of the quotes that she says about the affair. I don't know. You know, look, look, in in 2012, she would have been still very young. She would have been very young in 2012. Is it possible that, maybe she would have been like 21, 22, that they just kissed and that's it? I don't know, let's look at the quotes. Let's look at the quotes of what she says. So she talks about, she was on Howard Stern, and of course Stern's gonna ask her about this because it's something sexual and salacious. She said that the affair with Stuart was a momentary lapse. And she said, quote, in terms of how the media uh, portrayed her. We live in a different time then, you know what I mean? I feel like the slut shaming that went down was so absurd. Well, look, I mean, you are the other woman of a, uh, a man and a married, a married man. So yeah, you both of you should get criticism for it. And yes, if it's flipped around and um, a man is having an affair, like Brad Pitt, going back to Brad Pitt. And of course, we haven't done a cheating scandal on the Brad Pitt one yet, because that's like the classic one. He didn't get a lot of slack, uh, a lot of flack on that at all, right? All of that was Jolie being a cheating whore and a horrible woman. And we did the episode of Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob about how he had an affair with Laura Dern. 
uh, with her. But I mean, that I think was so black and white because nobody likes Angelina Jolie. But in this case, I mean, look, I think there's a certain amount of credence that should be given for her being slut shamed because you did have an affair with a married man. I hate to tell you. So this is her quote as to why she ended up just kissing. Quote, I lit my universe on fire and I watched it burn. This is what she told Mary Claire, the magazine in 2015. Speaking very candidly, it was a really traumatic period in my early 20s that kickstarted something in me that was a bit more feral. Is it really shocking that Kristen Stewart has a self-destructive element to herself? I don't think so. I mean, if you look at some of the roles that she's done, in the way she portrays her herself, her looks, uh, and so forth, it's not surprising. I, certainly, you can see some 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 issues there. I mean, look, she comes off pretty sweet like an adventure land, and I think she does a de- decent job there. The Princess Diana movie, she actually does a relatively good job, though I think the actress Emma Corrin, who played Princess Di in The Crown, young Princess Di, I think does a better job. But some of her roles and some of her dating choices would suggest that Kristen Stewart does have kind of a, a self-destructive thing. And it made her a little more feral. What does that mean exactly now that, that, that you, you, you want to like just go out and pounce on every man and woman and have relationships with them? What does that mean? To be more feral, does it mean just open up another act, a dimension of your acting? I don't know. But either way, look, I do feel for her because she, she starts this relationship. She's admitted on Stern that, that Patterson was her first love. And she says, look, I... We never had the opportunity to go walk down the street holding hands because we couldn't. We didn't want to give that to the paparazzi. And so in that regard, you can imagine that being difficult. Like a lot of the first moments that you would have with your first love, you can't have because the paparazzi's all around and all the fans and everything are all around you. So I, I can certainly kind of sympathize with her in that regard. Now, Rupert Sanders, the director, he was... Talked, he he was asked about this and he said about the, the kiss, just that, you know, again, they're just saying it was just a kiss. You never know what's coming in life, he told the UK's Metro. Around every corner, there's something unexpected and that's life. You just have to brush yourself off and continue moving forward the best you can. Everyone makes mistakes. I am bound to make more mistakes and I wouldn't expect my life to be exciting if it didn't. If you took people off the table for a momentary lapse, there'd be no one making art. And after his wife found out, she divorced him. She divorced Liberty Ross. They were married, and then they, they, she filed for divorce a couple months after. I, I don't like this, this quote at all. It's the typical art, the artist quote, right? It's just, you never know what's coming in life. Around every corner, there's something unexpected. You just have to brush yourself off. Everyone makes mistakes. Of course, everyone makes mistakes. But th- this is the, the quote I don't like. I'm bound to make more mistakes, of course, and I wouldn't expect my life to be exciting if I didn't. It just sounds like there's no accountability. You're not contrite for what you did. You were a married man. You just say, I was a married man. I should not have kissed her or had said whatever, had an affair right there. I am so, so sorry. Instead of just going, well, there'd be no one making art. I mean, it just sounds like it's half-hearted apology. And as I mentioned, Stewart said it was really, really the worst, really the worst. I have no words to describe what we went through. And then she kept saying, I'm deeply sorry for the hurt and embarrassment I've caused of those close to me and everyone this has affected. This momentary indiscretion has jeopardized the most important thing in my life, the person I love and respect the most, Rob. Yeah, and then uh, I love him, I love him, I'm so sorry. See, at least that sounds more contrite. She's an actress, but who knows if that's really true. 
Now, Pattinson was asked about this in an interview with Esquire in 2014. He says, you know what? Shit rock happens. Oh, you know, the SH word. Shit rock happens, you know. It's just young people. It's normal. And honestly, who gives a shit rock? And I think that is a good perspective to have. Couples, when they're young, there's unfortunately, there's a lot of infidelity and, and things happen. I think that's a, a relatively good perspective to have. Now, if you look at their dating life, Pattinson, interesting dating life after he did that. He's most recently been with, and I don't find this woman attractive at all, but he was with FKA Twigs starting in 2014, and they dated till 2017. And then he's been with Suki Waterhouse since 2018 suki waterhouse is an actress slash model british maybe you might know her she plays the keyboardist on daisy jones in the sixth the amazon prime television show which i have an episode on here and she's done some other work so uh, they've been dating for some time and kristen stewart has been dating i think most recently she is engaged to a woman dylan meyer and um, they're engaged and we'll see what happens there but you know, let's go back to it. So do you think they just kissed in Hollywood and with these types of people? And given what Rupert Sanders said, it's, you know, no one would be making art if we all had made mistakes. It's just hard to believe that they only kissed. But maybe she just said that and she swears by that because at the time, um, it, you know, it was her career reputation. And you think of of like her twilight fandom being 14, 15, 16, 17 year olds and maybe she wanted to PG it. I don't know. Either way, it was a cheating scandal. I'm sure Pattinson and Stewart will always have a fondness for each other and maybe she admits that was her first love and maybe she still will always love him because it was it, it is and has been her longest relationship. They were together almost four and a half years. And Pattinson, I mean, Pattinson's moved on, but who really knows what lurks in the heart of others? And uh, with Rupert Sanders, his career really has gone nowhere after that. So you're talking about Stewart, talking about slut shaming and how the, the woman gets all the heat and the man doesn't. In fact, in this case, Sanders' career has not really gone anywhere since then. And maybe he just lacked talent. He had his moment doing a couple of relevant movies about 10 years ago. And now Hollywood's caught up to him. They're like, he's not that talented of a director. Or maybe it had to do with this cheating scandal. Who really knows? But I did want to bring it up because again, this episode does or this this feed does talk about some salaciousness, and this was something that was salacious that broke up two couples. Guys, rate and review right now on Apple and Spotify it helps me out, helps with the algorithm. There's a link for PayPal to make a donation, and there's a link to the website which hosts, hosts all the Eclectical Gregorio feeds. Until next time, take care. God bless and pray. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.